Let's open our Bibles, John chapter 16. We're going to look at a couple of verses there, a few different things. But uh, it's December 20th, right? So it's 12 20 20. 12 20 20 20, right? It's, uh, it's Christmas, you know, so. I want to talk about Christmas today. It's our last Sunday before Christmas, and next Sunday is our last Sunday before the new year. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to 2021. You know, I thought when 2020 started, man, this is going to be a great year for vision, you know, 2020 vision. It's like, what happened? So, uh, December 20th, 2020, here we are, Christmas. So, what do we really celebrate um, at this time. Now let's be honest. What we celebrate is what's under the tree, right? That's what we really celebrate, the gifts, right? The gifts, that's what I, I mean, come on. You try, you know, uh, you're still maybe trying to find that perfect gift, right, that, that's out there for somebody. Um, I don't like Route 2, to be honest with you. I hate Route 2, especially this time of the year. It's just insane. So I don't go down there. Um, But my wife loves it, so she goes. And then then, uh, when people open their presents, uh, I say, oh, what what, did we get you? Because I have no idea. (laughs) Does that make sense? Anybody can relate to that? Any husbands? (laughs) I'm just being honest here. But, But... you know, we're, we, you know, the question is, you know, you ask one another, what do you want for Christmas? Anybody ask that question? And, uh, you know, you, you want to think of something that you need or that they need. You know, you want to get them something that they can really use. But the truth is, you know, when I step back and think about this, the truth is that we, we live in a hurting, broken world right now, especially. I think more so it is more apparent than ever to us here, maybe uh, in America, the land of plenty. And we are hurting. You know, we are broken people. We are in serious, serious need. But it's not you know, that we need more stuff. It's not that we need more politics or, you know, more government or less government or this leader or that leader. You know, it's not that we need more substances, you know, more drugs, more, more things to kind of make it go away, more relationships. When I step back and think about this, what, what do we really need when you think about a gift, what someone really needs? We need love. Bottom, bottom line, the first thing that comes to mind is love. We, we really need love. For all the brokenness and pain that we have in this life, you know, the rejection, the, the stuff that we've had to go through, and, and just, you know, just being alive is not easy. Uh, Patrick talked about it, uh, uh, did a great job last week. Uh, Talking about the trouble. In this world, Jesus promised, you will have trouble. And I think we can say, yeah, Jesus knew what he was talking about, right? 
And, and we, have, we have so much trouble, and, and, and we have trouble within. We have trouble outside of us, but you know what? We have trouble inside, too. Isn't that true? We got this trouble deep within us, and, and, and what really makes a difference is love. That's the first thing. The second thing I, I thought really was important is this idea of forgiveness. To, to be forgiven and to forgive others is so very powerful. Healing, we need, he, we need healing and, and hope. It's a powerful, powerful thing, hope is. Basically, what we need is a Savior. So, so thinking about that in terms of this time of year, that, that the Father sent His Son the best gift ever, right? I asked, I asked uh, my grandson the other day, I said, like, does God, you know, believe in gifts? And he said, yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> of course he does. He gave the very best gift. I thought, wow. you know, he's like six or something. How old is he? Seven. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, he sent his son, the, the very best gift, the most perfect gift, what, what a person truly needs, what you and I truly need. If we're willing to, again, step back and think about it, I don't need any more socks. <laughs> you know, I certainly don't need any ties. But I need more Jesus in my life. Absolutely. And we can never say, well, I, I got that one. I'm all good. No, no, no. The, the most mature person is the one who says, I need more. I want more of you, Jesus. I, I, I want to love you. I want to know you more. I want to, I want to uh, just the relationship that I have with you is, needs to be deeper and more real and more subs, substantial. That's the most important gift. So we, we think about, you know, John 3.16, the most well-known verse, I think, in the, in the Bible, in the world. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave, right? He gave. It was a gift. It's a gift that he gave. So all, all these things that, that are here, the love, forgiveness, healing, and hope, I think, you know, they're all wrapped up in this gift that God gave when he gave his only begotten son. Looking now at John 16, where <clears throat> I want to tie this together, and I hope you'll see where, where I'm going with this. John 16, let's look at verse 28 again. We looked at that the previous week. Uh, but this kind of, speaking about the gift that God gave, Jesus said in verse 28 of chapter 16, he said, I came into the world... I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the Father. So he says, I came from the Father and I entered the world. And then look back in uh, verse 5 of that same chapter, something he said a little bit earlier to his disciples. He says, now I am going to him who sent me. I am going to him who sent me. So these two things I want to look at today in, in reference in, in terms of this idea of this gift is that he came from the Father, but he was also sent by the Father. 
He came from the Father, but he was sent by the Father. It was a gift that God gave to you and I. So the first thing I want to talk about this idea of where Jesus came from, because it's, it's you know, again, the, all these things are things that we know. We already know that. But do we really know and do we really believe what we believe? Because, it, because we can believe a lot of things, but, but, you know, do we really believe what we believe? That Jesus came from the Father, that he came down from heaven. I was listening to, I don't know what station it was, maybe Pandora or whatever, and, and the song came on that, that has a line that says, Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. It's like, you know, the need that we have uh, came down from heaven. So the truth is we're, we're not getting it done down here with all the, you know, the increases in technology, increases in knowledge, increases in, in so many different kinds of things. Is the world getting any better? Does it look like it's getting better to you? In fact, to me, it looks like all it is is getting worse. The more we lo- know, know and more we develop, the more we get together, we actually we're falling apart. You know, all this technology stuff it is actually driving us apart where it's supposed to be making us have more friends. Facebook friends. I heard someone say once, there's no faces and there's no book. Speaking about the word of God. So, this gift. Now, let, turn back with me, if you will, to John chapter 1. We're going to go back uh, to the very beginning of this. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says there that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And then if you jump down to verse 14, it says the Word, the one we just read in verses 1 and 2, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father. That's what Jesus said. I came from the Father. He says, John says, he came from the Father full of grace and truth. This glory of the one and only, the only begotten Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. So we see in the beginning was the Word, and then the Word was God, and then the Word became flesh. So where did Jesus come from? Do you really understand that Jesus came from heaven? That he came from above? In fact, 17 times in the Gospel of John, it talks about where Jesus came from, that he came you know, from the Father, from God. He came down from heaven. He came from above. 17 times it says those words. But do we really understand and know that? I mentioned it two weeks ago, this idea of the pre-existence, that, the, that he existed previous to him being here on earth, to him being born in that stable, as it were, in Bethlehem. 
I think this is so important. You say, well, yeah, okay, I know that. Let's move on. But do we really know it? Do we really understand it, that, that, that how important that is? That speaks to who he is. That speaks to who he is. We, as I've already said, we can't help ourselves. We, we need God's help desperately. And, and, and this matters so much that no mere man, no mere human being could help us, could save us. So Jesus came from the Father made his dwelling among us. He, he came full of grace and truth. Look at, at uh, back to chapter 16 again, if you will. We, we looked at this verse. Uh, two weeks ago as well. Chapter 16, verse 27. If I can find the page there. He says this, know the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. You see, it's, this is important. This is a very important thing to know where he came from, to truly believe that he came from God, that, that, that this man, Jesus, came, he was, he was from heaven. He came from heaven. This is what we celebrate. This is what we're thinking about. This is what the greatest need that you and I have is an answer from heaven because we don't have it here. Even in, even in our own personal daily lives, you, you, know, you, you try to make everything work. You try to fix everything. You try to make things happen. But in the end, do you really get it done? I think... You know, I was speaking with someone the other day, I, and I, I say this a lot, is, you know, I need, I need Jesus' help every single day just to survive this life, just to survive this world. You say, well, you're kind of a weakling, aren't you? Yes. And the sooner we realize it and admit to it, the sooner we're going to be able to get this help that we need where we humble ourselves before the Almighty God and, and He comes in with His grace and His truth and the glory of the one and only, the, the Savior Jesus. So that's, that's the first thing. He came down from heaven and, and you know, again, we sing the songs and we, we say, yeah, He came from heaven and that, but do you really understand that? He came down from heaven. He came from his place of glory and he came down. That word down is just what it means. He came down from his exalted place to this planet. It was a step down. That's why Philippians, it says that he humbled himself. Jesus humbled himself and took the form of a servant, of a man, took on human flesh. So the second point that I, that I want to look at as we're thinking about this, he came down, but, but he, he was sent. He was sent from the Father. 22 times in the Gospel of John, it says that he was sent from heaven, sent from the Father. When somebody sends somebody, there's a reason for it, right? If I send you to the store, I'm... There's a reason I want you to buy something. I, there's, a, there's something you need to get, right? You, you're sent to do something. You're sent with a purpose and sent 
on a mission. And Jesus was sent on a mission. There's no question about it. What is that mission? He's sent to be the Savior of the world. He's sent to be the Savior for you and for me personally. To save us from our sins. To save us from ourselves. Save us from this world. Save us from the enemy. To save us from death. He, he is truly the Savior. And that's why he came. He was sent to do that. The Father sent him with that very purpose in mind. I hope you don't just say, yeah, I've heard all this before. Yeah, we hear it about, we hear about it every Christmas. But, but you know what? I think there's more meaning this Christmas because of everything that we've seen and gone through to, to, to stop and pay attention and listen up to those words that, what was it, Linus said? Today in the town of David... A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Was it Linus? I know that's my favorite show. I don't remember which one said it. Do not be afraid, the angel said to the shepherds. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He's sent on a mission. He's sent by the Father. What? To be our Savior. To, to save us. He was sent with a purpose. John speaks about it again in 1 John chapter 4. He said, we have seen. That means with their very own eyes. And testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God... God lives in him and he in God. So there's this sense of, of acceptance, of belief, of trust. But notice it's, the, it's what we, we're, we're seeing here in the Gospel of John, the first epistle of John. John says that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. The Savior of the world. But it finally... It gets down to individuals, doesn't it? He says, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God. It's, it's, so it's not an automatic thing that the whole world is now saved. It gets down to you and I making that decision, doesn't it? The people, our families and our friends, and I pray for my family members that, that they would come to know Jesus as the Savior of, of their very souls, of very, their very essence of who they are so jesus this gift paul talked about it in timothy the same thing he said it has now been revealed through the appearing of our savior christ jesus appearing where appearing on earth who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. He's destroyed death. He's brought life to us. Immortality. We're going to live forever. Through the gospel of Jesus. This, this savior that God sent. That came down from heaven. He, he, he saw the need that we had. That we have. And he sent his son. Who destroyed death. Who paid the price, who brings us that love and that forgiveness, that healing and that hope. Jesus, the gift of God, 
You see, he came from the Father, and he came down from heaven. He, he was sent with a purpose, a, a mission, this, this idea that, that he came. And, 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 and when you read what Jesus said in so many different places, he says, you know what, my time hasn't come yet. But there's, he knew what he had to do. Was it an easy thing that he had to do? No. Uh, Hebrews says that he, for the joy set before him, what? He endured the cross, despising or disregarding the shame. There was a lot of shame in this cross, you see. And then after that, it says he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So this gift, you know, I, I, I imagine this, you know, you... You've got this gift sitting under your tree, right? And, and you, you just leave it there. Now, how many of you would do that? I mean, I've seen some Christmas time, you know, madness, you know, when, uh, okay, first we, we talk about Jesus and then, and then we get that out of the way and then we just like go insane trying to rip open all those presents and try to get everything, you know, that we can. And then when it's all over, there's nothing left under the tree, right? But, but this gift, this is something that, that, that has to be acknowledged, has to be received, has to be opened up. I'm, I'm pretty sure that most of you in this room have already received that gift, though I think we, again, I think we can grow. I think we need to grow. But we, but we could leave it under that tree, you know. It says in Acts chapter 13 that says, when they carried out all that was written about Jesus, they took him down from the tree. And they laid him in a tomb, but God raised him from the dead. Peter said it too as well, that he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. Now, it wasn't a Christmas tree, I know that, but the, 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 the symbolism is there that, you know, this cross, we, we could just leave it there. Or we could take it to ourselves, even, even this year where we've been through so much, where we could take it to ourselves, that, that Jesus, you are the Savior, you are the one who came to bring all those things to me, to the world, the hope that, that, that we so desperately need. There was a guy named James. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a number of, of Jameses in the Bible, right? But this particular one, he was the half-brother of Jesus. I, can you imagine living with a brother like Jesus? Growing up with this guy like he you know they didn't really know who he was I mean his mother kind of had an idea that this you know obviously this is something very very special here all that she'd been through but she kind of treasured those things in her heart you know but but like the siblings because he had siblings can you imagine growing up with him I think that's I kind of think this is one of the things he had in mind when he wrote these words in James chapter 1. He said, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. 
Every good and perfect gift, the perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly light, heavenly lights. I wonder if James had that in mind as well, the, the gift of, of Jesus the Savior who happened to be his half-brother when he was thinking about that. Coming down from the Father of lights. There's a lot of darkness in the world right now and, and the Father sent his son and he, and he sends down other gifts as well. But these are the most important things, right? The, the, every good and perfect gift is from above. So let's wrap this up. Gifts are good, and please don't forget me. But the greatest gift, the greatest gift, the gift that we really, really need, the gift that God sent that came down from heaven, that, that God sent to us, that he loved us so much that he gave that brings us that love and, and that forgiveness and that healing and that hope that we so desperately need. I think this is a time for revival. I think this is a time for revival in each one of us, of our revival of our faith in, in what we're looking at here. Because you know what? We're, we tr we're trying to celebrate in a normal fashion, but it's not happening, Right? It's just not the same. Something is, everything is kind of thrown off. Everything's out of kilter. But maybe it's a time we need to stop and say, well, what, what really is important right now? What do I really need? And, and, and what does God have for me, the one that's, you know, that sends us every good and perfect gift? As I've been saying, we know all these things, but, but Peter Peter, his last written words were these, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. We need to grow. We, we can grow. You know, Paul talked about it. He said, you know, he says, I, in Philippians, he says, you know, I'm still reaching forward i'm trying you know i i, I you know i, I want to reach toward the prize the greatness and the glory of knowing jesus christ is the, the the greatest thing of all and he says he says anybody who is you know mature will have the same attitude that we haven't arrived yet we have not arrived yet and and as i said earlier true maturity means knowing that we haven't arrived that that we can grow we can learn we can our relationship with Jesus can get better and better and better. And that's what he wants. I was, I was talking to uh, Connie. Y'all remember Connie? Hi, Connie. John. And, and you know, they're, they're watching uh, online and, and, and the messages. And she said, you know, what I've been, what I've been getting, what I've been hearing, and what I've been... Uh, and I'm not quoting her exactly, but was, was this idea of getting to know Jesus better and better. And I think that's true. That's what we need. That's what we need. And that's what, that's what he wants for you and for me. Let's pray together, shall we?
Our gracious Father, our, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've given to us. And, but mostly, mostly, mostly uh, the gift of your Son, that the only begotten Son, your, you sent your Son so that we could have life and love, healing, forgiveness, and hope. Father, we, we thank you for that, Lord. And Jesus, we want more of you. I, I know that you're, you're right here and you, your word says that if we seek you, we will find you. If we seek you with all our hearts and we seek you today, Jesus, we want more to know you better. You know us perfectly, but we want to know you better. You're the one that, that meets the deepest needs, the, the needs that we have within us. I pray you'd meet each one of us right where we are. You know our circumstances. You know the, the trials, the troubles, the worries, the anxiety, the hurt, the rejection, the pain. You know what we face in this life, and yet you came to bring us your love. Father, I pray for any two, Lord, that don't know you and don't have any relationship with you, that they can receive Jesus as their Savior today, the Savior of the world that you sent for that very purpose. And all that you need to do is pray and ask him. Ask him in. Say, Jesus, please rescue me, save me, come into my life. Here, Christmas time, 2020. Father, and I also pray, Lord, as we Spend time with our families. I pray that you'd give us boldness to just to let people know that Jesus, you are the Savior. Be simple about it as we pray for our families. I think there's an openness. Give us that boldness, those words to say, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.